0: Hello and welcome to Camera Eats First. My name is Devin. And I'm Catherine. And together we are Two Market Girls. We run a vegan YouTube channel and a blog, and this is our podcast where we talk about things like veganism, how we make our recipes, how we run our blog, and our favorite food content. And part of that sometimes includes reviewing some movies or TV shows that are about food or cooking or veganism. This one is about veganism. Mm -hmm. It's a mockumentary called carnage that came out of the uk the filmmaker his name is simon
1: simon amstel
0: amstel
1: he's a comedian and director i guess now um i first of all i love him i think he's so funny
0: i don't know that i know him from any do i know him from anything should i i
1: don't i don't think so i know him because i watch a lot of those like british um like quiz shows oh, and he hosts true. a lot of them and stuff. So that's how I know him. I don't think I don't know if a lot of like North Americans who don't watch that kind of stuff would know him.
0: Okay, that makes sense.
1: I I don't think so at least. Um but before we get into it, trigger warning. This documentary has a lot of uneasy footage to watch. It also uses a lot of language that I would disagree with using in veganism
0: yep that's like my first note disclaimer this movie is really graphic and i don't think i realized that from the trailer me neither at all i was like i the first time it happened it was like oh whoa okay <laughs> yeah
1: yeah it's it's like it's like a hardcore like vegan advocacy documentary like mockumentary sorry um and again like i mentioned if you're gonna watch this movie it There is a lot of strong language in this that, again, I disagree with when vegans use it in their movement and part of their advocacy. But, so just wanted to give that disclaimer as well. A lot of trigger words in this documentary.
0: Yes, so, so much. So the whole premise... Sorry, mockumentary. (laughs) The whole premise is this... There's like this underlying theme where it's the year 2067, I think. And the young generation has completely moved away from any kind of animal harm in their life. Like, that is the most unheard of thing they can imagine.
1: Yeah, well, like, everybody, at least in the UK, I don't know if they mentioned around the world, but I think this is specifically centered around the UK, um, where everybody is vegan now. Yeah. Everybody, nobody eats meat anymore. And there's also, like, a group of people who just never ate meat because they grew up at a point where eating meat was wrong
0: Mm -hmm. so the mockumentary explores the journey of society getting to that point basically so it goes all the way back to the 40s and then you work your way up through this quote-unquote history
1: yeah i will say there are a lot of great quotes in this film
0: (laughs) i think the quotes are maybe the only good thing about this film yeah like it, overall thoughts I probably wouldn't recommend this to anyone
1: I I definitely wouldn't recommend it as a form of vegan advocacy like who is this or like, for I I don't know exactly that's
0: my problem like this is the
1: thing I think I didn't mind the concept of it But I did get lost in a lot of like, again, it's hard to watch at times. And the language they use, I disagree with. So it's hard to get past a lot of the negatives of this
0: film. Yeah, like I got halfway through and I was kind of like, who is this going to appeal to? Because like, as a vegan, I'm watching and I'm like, okay, I already obviously am vegan and believe in not eating animals. And this is not helping me at all in any way it's not going to convince i don't think it's going to be the way that convinces people to go vegan i could maybe that works for some people but i don't think it's the majority yeah i think
1: it had i think it had decent messaging throughout it like the underlying message of course i agree with it it's to go vegan but like i feel like it it did a lot of wrong things to get that message across
0: yeah it did a lot of the things that i don't like and yeah no by the end i was like i wish i had never seen that
1: i will say though again i could be from my experience i watch a lot of british tv and british comedians especially i do think it's i don't know they're more straight to the point and harsh in the uk like in north america we're very we like to sugarcoat things not that again Not that either one is a bad or a good thing, but I feel like we like to like talk around things. So I feel like this is like especially jarring for anyone who's not used to UK, at least comedy. Again, I don't know everything about the UK, but I watch a lot of comedy from the UK. Yeah.
0: The problem was is that it wasn't funny.
1: I didn't mind some of the lines. Like there was that one. There's a few. I laughed a few times. Yeah. Yeah. A few
0: times. But most of the time I was like, no, stop. (laughs) Stop. yeah Yeah. this isn't doing anything for me so anyways yeah let's get into it i hated it so much
1: (laughs) (laughs) clearly the the whole opening scene is with like a group of younger people who've never eaten meat before um i think it's it's one of the opening lines where uh the person's like why would anyone eat a baby yeah i wrote that (laughs) one down (laughs)
0: A baby I really enjoyed
1: that line for some reason.
0: It's this whole idea, like, the young people are being asked about history, a time before empathy.
1: Oh, my God. that I wrote that down, too. I was like, dang. This is, like, I feel like they talk about it so many times throughout the film where they're, like, before compassion, before empathy, before all this. And I was like, dang. They're just, like, like I feel like if you were a non-vegan watching this, you'd be like, okay, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> cool i guess i'm not an empathetic person yeah exactly
0: so like who is this for <laughs> um and then it cuts to still in the 2067 but now you're seeing the older generations dealing with what they did in the past yeah because
1: they're like a support group
0: yes they have a support group for former carnists
1: yeah i feel like i'm gonna say i think the first like five minutes is the funniest part of this movie i
0: agree yeah like <laughs> when it started i was like oh this is funny this is clever like this concept and then it went yeah. downhill
1: yeah and then it went into really preachy really more documentary than mockumentary if i'm gonna be honest
0: yeah yeah
1: um but yeah in that support group <laughs> they go to the point where they're like say the name of the cheesies to eat i could not i could not with that
0: oh they just go around in a circle like parmesan Camembert. <laughs> oh, those are dirty words.
1: It's so good. And it just I just like there's the the narrator was like naming the cheeses in a safe space and I just could not handle that scene.
0: Yeah, this whole psychotherapist who's like we're going through some severe psychological threats <laughs> for these yeah. people who've realized what they've taken part in for so many years. Yeah. But that, how could they have known? They were they were always told and marketed that they were just having dinner
1: (laughs) yeah honestly okay there was a few lines in this where i was like yeah that like they hit on some good points in this film for as as hard as it is to watch they hit some good points where one of the things i wrote down is the language at the time suggested we were just eating our dinner and like it talks like a lot of this film talks about how marketing plays into uh like why we eat meat or why we do certain things and i was like that i I really enjoyed that line i was like that is like it's very poetic like it's it's really cool to think about that now especially because they're talking about the time now basically
0: yeah there is a lot of truth in what's being said mm-hmm. before it gets graphic it's just how they say it yeah because yeah. then they're like so let's talk about how people became compassionate and how <laughs> yeah. how meat became people yeah Did meat become people or it's still animals? Are we calling animals people now?
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, I don't think this, I think that's the one point in the film they mentioned that. I think beyond that, they just become beings, Mm. I guess, to people instead of just food, right?
0: Yeah. So we go back to the 1940s where we have the establishment of the first vegan society, but it's also when there's war and there's a lot of rationing which means that vegetables are easier to acquire and cheaper don't need to Well be yeah I think rationed. they were
1: they talked about how they rationed meat and like dairy products exactly. and those like specialty products, but vegetables, they did not put any, like you could have as many vegetables as you wanted, essentially. Exactly.
0: So they opened with this contrast that, you know, people, there was a time when people had to eat more vegetables than these other things that we eventually became reliant on. Uh, so then next decade, well, we're not worrying about rationing anymore. So it's, it's safe to begin eating more meat. And you have the rise of the celebrity chef. Like, I liked this progression through the decades. Like, this felt... I really did, too. Like, I thought, okay, this is interesting. You know, some of it is fabricated and some of it, there's truth to it. I
1: honestly... Yeah, I honestly think a lot of... Where the movie takes a turn to the point where I'm like, hmm, this ain't so great anymore, is where they start making things up. (laughs) (laughs) Is where it's no longer, like, history dictating things. (laughs)
0: From the 50s onwards, celebrity chefs continue to rise and they're glamorizing cooking meat and having meat at every meal. And they talk
1: about how it's like a status symbol to eat meat and like rich people don't want to eat the same food as poor people. Yeah, yeah.
0: Actually, that's a big theme. And then they contrast, like there were vegans around, but they were kind of boring.
1: The Bland family. They're literally (laughs) called
0: the Bland family
1: that was like like moments like that i appreciated when they poked fun at vegan yeah <laughs> <laughs> i did like as soon as the bland family came up i was like that's funny i like that
0: <laughs> uh, and then it's actually interesting how they point out that throughout the 70s and 80s food companies excelled at normalizing meat by disguising it
1: yeah Where they basically like, you know, a kid doesn't want to eat a fish looking back at him, but they'll eat a fish finger.
0: (laughs) Yes, because that a fish finger sounds better. (laughs) Well,
1: because you take away the anatomy of it, right? Now it just becomes a breaded piece of fish.
0: Exactly. It's fun. And sometimes it comes in different shapes other than fingers. Which
1: like, I thought that alone, honestly, that alone could have been a whole documentary that talking about like disguising meat.
0: And you also have the rise of restaurants and companies using mascots and things to distract from Finger the King, murder.
1: What they talked about, was Ronald McDonald's hair red? I can't remember the one reason. They're like, was there a hair red for this? Or was it because they bathed in blood? Right. <laughs> like, geez.
0: And then... Okay, this part spoke to me so much. In the nineties, you saw a wave of movies where children yes. befriended animals, and that is my entire childhood.
1: Well, that's yeah, that's our childhood is like lovable creature, like animals on the farm, or you know, you freeing an animal from captivity, or you know, saving an animal. Like that, that is the nineties. I
0: feel like that's all I watched, right? And so there was that contrast where you have promotions for babe the movie and then you could get a babe happy meal at mcdonald's
1: (laughs) yeah they were talking about how the 1990s films were centered around children befriending animals and saving them from death while they ate a hamburger
0: (laughs) and it was all just normal yeah so 2004 we're into the aughts now and eating animal flesh is considered essential Mm -hmm. you can't not eat it vegans were still ridiculous and they had that whole like was that a talk show or something where the two are sitting there and like don't use cow as an insult i could not handle it.
1: i loved the voiceover at that point too the narrator was like and vegans the vegans that were on tv were ridiculous yeah. or something like that
0: they were certainly in the spotlight sometimes but it was not good it was embarrassing
1: yeah I really appreciate it. after that they start talking about how there came a point in television where you know this is after like the like obesity started becoming more prevalent and all this stuff and they talk about how there's a point in at least UK television in American television but again we're talking specifically about the UK where you started blaming people for listening to the system essentially <laughs> yeah for doing what the system told them to do,
0: yeah. and then making reality TV out of people who are overweight,
1: yeah, out of humiliating people for their health or their weight or whatever it is. I mean, to be fair, like so many I like it it's bad in the u s too. Like we used to have terrible shows in the u s. and Canada. But like some of the shows that came out of the u k were horrible for that.
0: like, were those real clips there?
1: there's like there's some on i again i i did not grow up in the uk i did not but from what from what i've seen on like youtube and things like that like there's shows like super skinny versus super side and like it's horrible they just like they there's no filter for this kind of stuff and i'm like i just don't understand making shows like this you're like yeah this is okay
0: god that was such a terrible terrible trend in tv yeah reality tv that was just like being so cruel to people in so many ways. Oh, my God.
1: And there was this line in this film where they say say something along the lines of they were blaming people for being too stupid to do the opposite of everything culture was telling them to do. And I, like, loved that line so much.
0: Yeah, see, there's these smart lines, and this idea and this concept had such potential. Yeah, it really did. You messed it up, Simon.
1: Yeah, they just went a little too into it i think
0: yeah because so far we've like it hasn't been too graphic Mm -hmm. because i feel like the so it's an hour long and i feel like the first 25 to 30 minutes are okay and then the last 30 minutes not okay
1: yeah honestly it's where they start making crap up i I was ready (laughs) to turn it off
0: i was like i have to finish this for the podcast but i don't want to yeah
1: yeah (laughs)
0: Um, and so then we move into, oh, there's, okay, there's some great lines. We move into 2015 when eating meat and dying early was so normal that politicians set up meat eating events to prove that they're normal people. This is a barbecue. (laughs) (laughs) And then the peak meat culture was when a brand of steak became leader of the U.S.
1: I loved that. Trump steak.
0: (laughs) That's the one line that, like truly made me laugh very loudly (laughs) (laughs) like i almost i think i wanted to pause and go back just because i like did they actually do that that's great it
1: was so funny
0: um so then we cut back to the present day young people who haven't experienced eating animals forever vegan. yeah they have no concept of this no they've never actually experienced it so they put on these multi-sensory vr sets where like there's mouth feels going on and visual stuff going on and they're in this experience they are at a chicken restaurant from the past and they're all getting like obviously very upset by this experience and they're just like how could anyone eat a bird
1: <laughs> yeah I just, that was <laughs> another line i wrote down how could anyone just eat a bird <laughs>
0: And then the answer is, well, TV showed us how. Another
1: one that I was like, yeah, that is like a very strong message.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Because, again, it's kind of the continued rise of the celebrity chef. Because you had this idea that people were so delighted when the white man, Gordon Ramsay, came (laughs) to show them how to eat better meat. And by better...
1: I enjoyed this section. (laughs) Yeah.
0: By better, they meant free-range animals kept in better conditions. Happy meat tastes better.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Happy meat tastes better. (laughs) I enjoyed this section because I was like, it's absolutely hilarious because like I do feel like people celebrate. Again, nothing wrong with celebrating certain people, but like when you put it into this context, I'm like, oh my God, this is hilarious.
0: Yeah. It it points out some obvious flaws in things that we were like, oh, this is good. And like some of these things are progress. They're just not quite there.
1: Yeah. They're 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 small steps but they're still a problem yeah
0: yeah because then you had uh man of the people jamie oliver coming along and being like no more lunch meat for kids this is disgusting let's eat this other flesh (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) oh and there's the fish guy too hugh yeah what
1: Hugh Whittlestall. I don't. I couldn't catch his last name for sure. Yeah. I wrote down what I thought it was.
0: And his whole thing was that you should stop <laughs> yeah. eating cod and eat mackerel instead.
1: Yeah. So like cod was so overfished, which this is still a problem with a lot of fish. There's fish that are just overfished to the point where we're destroying ecosystems and we're running out of the fish. And his solution was to just stop eating this kind of fish and switch to a different kind of fish and they talk there's this one line too which again i loved this line in this kind of message where they talk about to promote the conservation of fish he could have just promoted not eating fish instead he wrote a cookbook about it yeah
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. like that disconnect is funny yeah um and then you have the celebrities getting in on the game you know Artists. It's the whole idea of artists. We're trying to spread the message to stop eating meat. So Paul McCartney with Meat Free Monday,
1: which there we go. We figured out the origin of Meat Free
0: Monday. Yeah, we were just talking about that. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Paul McCartney. Sorry, sir. Paul McCartney. Yes, yeah, sir. sir. Sorry, sir. Um, and then you had performance artists.
1: <laughs> which you gotta love performance art.
0: Yeah. I think this is where it starts to take a turn.
1: Well, this is also... But, like, again, this isn't even, like... I mean, I don't know how much of this was made up and what wasn't. But, like, all of it was believable to me that somebody has done something like that.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. I was like, this is the graphic vegan content that I purposely have never watched. So this could be real.
1: And I don't ever want to watch. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, this isn't for me. But let's make fun of it more. Um, So celebrity (laughs) vegans began emerging out of Hollywood. So now people had like the hot vegans yeah these hip and trendy vegans to emulate not those lame ones from before
1: not the bland family
0: (laughs) and you have this artist jme and his influence and you have the introduction of troy king jones Mm
1: -hmm. which i feel like troy king jones is the character that is create like again? This isn't a real person. This is a mockumentary. I'm assuming this is all made up, but it's based. I would assume it's based off of those very popular vegan activists mm-hmm. who are activists for a living. Yeah, um, who are very very um, problematic.
0: Yes. So Troy shows us that side of veganism. He made films exposing the animal agriculture industry. And you know what? Those were a little bit extreme. Yes. So then he made some lighter ones. The puppet movie about male chicks being killed. Yeah, yeah. I'm not laughing at the chickens. I'm laughing at the movie.
1: Yeah. Like, I keep thinking of this movie because I feel like we talked about how much we didn't really like it. But we've talked about a lot of the things we did like about it, like lines here and there and messages here and there. But I feel like this movie as a whole is so ridiculous. It's hard to not laugh at it.
0: And to be honest, I didn't write down the bad stuff.
1: Oh, okay. So. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I didn't really write down the bad stuff. Yeah, either.
0: I wrote down the highlights. So this yeah. is definitely making it sound better. because I believe we can... And I'll be honest, the last 20 minutes, I don't have many notes because I was just like, is it over yet? Me
1: too. Is it over Me yet? Me too. Honestly, I think I have... A back and front sheet of paper of notes, and I feel like two, like two thirds of it is from the first thirty minutes of the film. Yeah, at least. Yeah,
0: a hundred percent. So then, okay, this again, we're just gonna talk about funny parts because actually, this part made me laugh too. Talking about the sexualization of yogurt, yogurt marketing.
1: Oh my goodness. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) like were yogurt commercials that sexual? They were. I know when Kate when that part when that character brought it up and I was like, what? What is like this character talking about? It's like are they going to come up with like random like makeup commercials and then they played actual commercials? I was like, wait, what? I remember like Yop and like the weird mouths. That's it.
0: While we were watching YTV
1: yeah so maybe we weren't <laughs> old enough yet for that kind of yogurt marketing we it wasn't on ytv exactly or cartoon network
0: we weren't on the channels that were showing the sexy yogurt ads because <laughs> and there, you know what there's nothing sexy about forcing cows to lactate <laughs> and that's exactly where the docu- mockumentary went next oh <sighs> but you know what it turns out people were starting to have a better relationship with animals because they were dressing up cats and dogs
1: yeah (laughs) that was so random to me i was like what is this doing here okay
0: sure and then there you're trying to get kind of the perspective of both sides so they're like interviewing people who don't understand the importance of veganism and there's that one guy who's saying well there's too many animals we have to keep killing them otherwise what's gonna happen which i feel like is a common
1: that's i was gonna say people think say that all the time seriously so yeah but there was also the one, I don't know if this is in the same part, but it it's the same kind of theme where the person was like, if you don't milk a cow, they'll die anyway. And I was like, what is, what?
0: Yeah, they're like, you have to keep milking it. What, what is it going to explode?
1: Because too much milk, you know? I was like, what? I, like, i never heard that before in my life. I was like, is this something people think?
0: Yeah, I have a lot of questions for that guy.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, And then we move into the climate change concerns like that is what is happening in i think we're into 2021 or 22 i think
1: oh 20 the way they predict 2021 though oh my god actually Oh my uh, goodness. Uh, yeah
0: uncomfortable um
1: yeah i think we're we're, we're just getting into yeah i think we're 2019 yeah 2021 is very uncomfortably accurate yes this by the way this film was made in like 2017 or something like that
0: yeah So you've got the climate change concerns that start being raised and the argument that veganism would help prevent the worst impacts. And so you have a lot of, well, not a lot, but enough advocacy towards that messaging. You even have Arnold Schwarzenegger saying, eat less meat, less heat. (laughs) That was nice.
1: (laughs) It's so nice, Arnold. Thank you. And then we
0: have... uh, they go on this whole segment about the dairy industry, which was very graphic, very uncomfortable. And there's a performance artist. It was all c- uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. All of it. Just, f- I wish I could give you time stamps to f- skip through the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> Just, you know, skip from point zero zero <laughs> to 58 minutes. Yeah.
0: And then you have the fashion world starting to be like, oh, should we not be wearing animals either?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Also, was the part where the cow was on the runway, was that real? I don't know. Like, I could not tell what was real and what was made up.
0: Yeah, me neither. That's why I was like, (laughs) when I'm talking about this, I don't even know what to believe anymore. Yeah. Which I guess is the point. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> um, so then we move into 2021 20, and 22 where a super swine flu has no nope. spread nope. through pigs nope. and it's deadly to pigs and humans. And
1: Yeah, one of the parts of the film is they talk about how um, the way we breed animals for food brings new diseases. And I mean, that's true. It's a true statement. And <laughs> they talk about how in 2021 there's the super swine flu. And I was like, and that it killed like, I mean, theirs was tame compared to what we're currently going through, but they talked about how it killed like tens of thousands of people in the UK, and I was like, oh, oh my goodness, this is too accurate. I don't like it.
0: At this part in the movie, I was like, wait, when was this made?
1: Yeah, I, <laughs> I did a double check.
0: Are you kidding <laughs> me right now? No, that's messed up.
1: Yeah, it was scary accurate, and it was, which like. It it this part made me mad not because of the film because i was like <laughs> this comedian predicted it essentially so like that's how predictable these things that we're going through are because of the patterns of humans and science mm-hmm. and we still do it
0: yikes big yikes yeah oh, so then because of this flu there is actually a change in mindset where people are the price of meat is increased and people are also scared to eat meat because you know that's a lot of trauma to go through and so people were lost without meat like they literally didn't know how to walk around the grocery store anymore they were running into stuff
1: it's the era of (laughs) confusion
0: people wanted to change but they didn't know what to do and then they were even so confused that they decided to abandon their cats because they were like, <laughs> oh
1: my goodness, yeah, because cats eat fish, um, so that they felt so bad about it that they just stopped feeding their animals.
0: One animal shouldn't own another animal, so I'm just gonna let you be free, and then <laughs> your cat dies.
1: <laughs> yeah, at that point, when they were talking about how like people were like an animal, like I think the narrator at one point was saying like, you know, what basically gives an animal to, the right to own another one. I was like. It's a little bit of a stretch.
0: This is yeah.
1: Like we've domesticated these animals, you can't just
0: give up them now. No, there are some. <laughs> it's not how this works. There are some. Baby cats. Well, I feel like
1: cats could possibly. Sur- some cats some. could possibly survive on their yeah. own. I feel like very few dogs could. Oh, because they're just so nice. They yeah, and they're just like, like cats have some instincts still. Some of them <laughs> how do. Many yeah, instincts. Dogs.
0: <laughs> have. Oh, so after that. We have a popular vegan chef to the rescue, Freddie. Freddy. And he teaches people how to make vegan food taste good because he makes Middle Eastern cuisine that has been around for (laughs) hundreds of years.
1: I appreciated that. Yes. Little note like i feel like you could miss it so easily but it was something that i was like "Ooh, that was like i appreciated that little nod to everyone was so confused to eat without meat and freddie comes in and shows them how people have been eating for hundreds of years
0: exactly it is not radical or revolutionary yeah there's that one interview with him where he's like food is you food is me food is parsnip oh freddie i want
1: that on a (laughs) t-shirt I really liked Freddy. His character was fun.
0: And he he taught our boy Troy to change his approach. You know, less anger and aggression and more kindness. And I wish the entire movie had taken that turn at this point. But Me it did too. not. It did
1: not. It really did not. But I think I think Freddie's character is like kind of I feel like the um the route we choose to take in vegan activism where we just share good food. Yeah yeah which is why i think i liked that character so much yes
0: and it's not about attacking people who aren't vegan yet it's about having discussions with them maybe i don't know yeah and then there's naked vegans dancing (laughs) in the grocery store (laughs)
1: Okay, it's is the most ridiculous part. It's not actually funny, even though I just laughed. <laughs> it is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. I was like, what is happening? But I did appreciate there was one part where they're like, some people joined in because they were just like so free. But then some people chose to get their groceries delivered. <laughs> yeah. And I loved it. <laughs> that one guy running away. Yeah,
0: some people were aroused and some chose delivery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: But yeah, no, that was a very weird point in the film.
0: Uh, and then there's an award-winning film about a woman with al- Alzheimer's who forgets that eating chicken was normal. And so she's sitting there with her son, who is, oh my God, what's his name? Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman. And she's like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm, I'm going to eat it. Why do you keep calling it it? Yeah. I'm like, they have this whole back and forth about... Like, why is this chicken? This was our friend. And then he's like, I'm really hungry. Eat a cracker. No, have a cracker. Yeah. This iconic line. Apparently. You want to eat chicken? We'll have a cracker. Yeah, and then the vegans co-opted this line. And
1: that apparently that's the line that they chose that was going to persuade people. Eat a cracker.
0: That, that That's making fun of vegans right there. Definitely. Like, they'll just grab onto something anything that they feel like could be powerful but really you're saying have a cracker are you talking to (laughs) a parrot
1: (laughs) imagine you're like hi just substitute your chicken with crackers no you will be hungry
0: and you will hate veganism do not do that
1: definitely don't do that
0: um so then what do we have we have a broadway musical about the dairy industry so then we have to go and learn more about the dairy industry again yeah it's very graphic
1: honestly this like i like i already understood the horrors of the dairy industry but i've been able to avoid the visuals of the dairy industry because i don't need the visuals yeah. i don't eat dairy yeah <laughs> and i understand why i do not eat dairy but oh my goodness it is so heartbreaking to watch
0: and they just kept showing it like there are so many graphic shots that are just cut to during voiceover throughout this whole movie where it's just like no i didn't need to see that being cut i didn't need to see that being inserted i didn't need to see that being shot
1: yeah no it was not fun no
0: you ruined a perfectly good movie
1: yeah this movie could like i feel like if they took out all of that the horrible animal cruelty that was shown throughout the film and i know it's part of the movie's activism but i feel like if they removed it they would have had a really funny approachable movie
0: exactly who is this gonna work for
1: yeah this is to me it's like trying to camouflage a again and i've never seen this film but it's pushed on by so many problematic vegans dominion Mm. Um, it, it feels like that type of film mm-hmm. wrapped up in comedy, Yep. but not done well enough to make it appealing yep. to watch.
0: Uh, so there's just more of that that happens. Um, there's this point where, uh, Troy is killed and eaten.
1: Oh my goodness. That was such a weird point. Yeah. So somebody, cause there's like the next good chunk of the film is talking about basically the fight for meat. We're in this like kind of middle ground where a bunch of people are on board with vegetarianism or veganism, but a bunch of people still want to eat meat. So it's kind of like the two sides. And they talk about how Troy, the character who's the vegan activist is killed in his home and eaten.
0: Yeah. Eaten, eaten by another person. That's all I can say about that. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways,
1: um, (laughs) so anyways next next week i feel like the whole the rest of the film is so anyways that's how you describe
0: it like honestly i have three notes the companies start rebranding so they're less more friendly and less meat centered yeah and then there's technology invented so that you can hear animals thoughts
1: oh yeah which is weird yeah I also feel like animals would be so much more interesting than what they're talking about. Yeah,
0: I agree. Like,
1: I want, there was no personality in the animal's thoughts. Like, I understand that they're going through a hardship, and they wanted to, you know, voice their voice. But, like, I wanted to see an an animal that was like, hey, yeah, let's go see a movie today. (laughs) You know, animals know what movies are.
0: <laughs> Some of them would. Imagine your cat or your dog could finally talk to you about movies and stuff you've been watching. Oh my
1: goodness, is my
0: dream. See, now that would actually be good.
1: Yeah. I also only have a couple notes left for the film. Even though I feel like there's like twenty minutes left to the film at this point, then bilby's an hour long. Um I talk there's like a couple things I wrote down where um there was a line that I actually didn't mind, where it says it's not just the human animal who seeks life. Mm. I, I, I appreciate. I kind of liked that line. I didn't mind it. Um, also, there was one point in the film towards the end where they're talking about somebody. I can't remember which character it was. Where they're like, they just decided they're no longer vegans. Everybody who eats meat is a carnist mm-hmm. instead. That you don't. You you're not the odd one out. You don't have to label your vegan is the norm. And carnist is not now.
0: Carnist. this new When they first said that at the beginning of the movie, I was like, wait, is that a word? <laughs> no, that's not a word. How do I spell that? Carnist? Am I hearing that right? <laughs> um,
1: and then, yeah, in 2032 is when science invented the machine that could read general thoughts and feelings of animals.
0: Yeah, and then quickly after that, the Bill of Animal Rights passed so that you...
1: Yeah, 2035. Yeah,
0: you could no longer harm an animal was that in any way
1: yeah it was like you couldn't kill an animal and it banned the uh consumption of animal byproducts as well
0: in 2035 so if this thing predicted a pandemic maybe it's also gonna predict that (laughs) 2035 (laughs) (laughs) i feel like we kind of need it sooner
1: yeah um i don't have any more notes from this film i honestly don't remember what else
0: happened Uh, i've already tried to start erasing it it. from my memories so
1: yeah but yeah the i again, I don't think I'd recommend anybody watch this film no, um, I think again, like i like I think me and you mentioned throughout this kind of chat is that I think there was some decent underlying message to some points, some of the par- some like the history was kind of interesting, like when they started going through all the decades, there's some like decent parts to this movie, but they ruined it with the last like. 30 minutes or 20 minutes yeah
0: this is an episode where we have watched this for you so you don't have to we've told you all the good parts so you know the good parts and then you don't have to see all the bad parts
1: yeah and like again i just don't don't watch it it's it's horrible to watch i'm
0: so glad you said that too because like after i watched it and i was waiting for you to i didn't want to say anything before we started recording (laughs) it's like what if she what if she liked it? We're going to have a lot to discuss. What if I went
1: came on and I was like, oh my God, this is the best movie I've ever seen. I still
0: would have been like, I friggin hated it.
1: <laughs> I mean, that makes good a podcast. Should I have come on <laughs> and been like, oh my God, this is the best movie I've ever seen. No, I think, <laughs> I think, I think, I I think maybe I saw the good in it more than you did because you were so enraged by <laughs> it, which I understand. <laughs> I completely understand the rage, but I do think there is some funny moments. There is some interesting moments but it's wrapped up in a lot of terrible.
0: Yes, and uh, I don't know what kind of messaging we didn't see before watching it to know that it was going to be what it was. That's the other thing. I'm also,
1: I'm going to be honest, like fully going through, I have no idea what I was supposed to take from this movie. Like I understand what I was supposed to take from this movie as in a go vegan message, but I feel like they talked about so many different things that they didn't really get into anything.
0: Yeah. And that I think that's also why you feel it start to fall apart in the second half.
1: Yeah. Because they just touched upon like I think the first half again like I think it was well structured. It was well paced. We were learning things. And then the second half they're like we got to talk about climate change. We got to talk about animal abuse. We got to talk about and they just like crammed things into 20 minutes.
0: Yeah. With as much graphic footage as they could put in there
1: yeah it was, like i've
0: never seen any of those vegan documentaries that show all of that graphic stuff so i was like is this a normal amount of graphic imagery to be showing i don't know
1: oh my god honestly that it's it's tame compared to some oh of them. god like, i've only seen i i saw earthlings that joaquin phoenix one mm-hmm. that he narrated and that's like 100% this footage it's horrible oh my god I I would never recommend watching that I can't because it is is especially if you're vegan already it's horrible yeah
0: I can't I don't need to and I also wouldn't recommend non-vegans because that's not Devin went vegan
1: just seeing a cow cry yeah
0: you don't that's it
1: she just saw a tear come out of a cow's eye
0: (laughs) (laughs) and now I've seen way too
1: much like this I mean like I just I feel like I don't I don't I still don't understand this like just shoving this horrible really traumatic footage into people's faces because like I don't like again I I don't deny that it could make people go vegan I think there are some people that would see that and be like oh my god what am I contributing to like I don't deny that but I feel like there's other ways to do it that are less traumatic
0: yeah it's actually so confusing because as I was watching it I was like this isn't making me Upset with people who still eat animal products. This isn't making me mad at them because they're still contributing to that. Like, I don't feel that at all. I just feel mad at this movie for putting this in front of me, <laughs> even though I chose to watch this.
1: But, like, I will say again, I disagree with the use of the footage and all that kind of stuff. But I will say at the end of the movie, I watched, I finished watching, I was like, oh my God, I'm so glad I'm vegan <laughs> because, like, it was terrible to watch. It was horrible. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but it didn't make me want to like go and lecture some non-vegans. But like, do you know what you're being part of? I would more like, don't watch this. Can I yeah, get let you? Me, some... Let me
1: talk to you instead. Yeah,
0: do you want an Impossible Burger or something like anything but that you... movie?
1: Demon and I just made the best burger we've ever eaten in our lives, and it was happened to be vegan. It will turn people do you want vegan. That? Not
0: this. Not yeah, this documentary.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> that if that burger doesn't turn somebody vegan, I don't like. This is the best burger. You guys will get it soon. (laughs) So
0: good. Uh, Yeah, let's end on that happy note. Let's just think about that really good burger that we made.
1: Let's talk about delicious plant-based
0: burgers. Yes. Impossible. Beyond. Thank you for existing. Yeah. Carnage. The mockumentary. Please stop existing.
1: Yeah. Don't show this to people. Don't go watch it. No.
0: Zero out of ten. Would not recommend. Yeah. We haven't watched anything that has been like this. I've.
1: Yeah, which, I, again, I don't think either of us thought it was going to be like this. No. Like, I think we both thought we were going into this fun, comedic, vegan mockumentary and not this, like, advocacy. I mean, again, it's it the whole... I knew it was going to be about advocating to go vegan, but not in the really harsh way that it did.
0: Yeah. Again, like, we added this to our list a while ago, and I think we both watch the trailer or something yeah and in no way
1: the trailer was essentially like the opening scene I yeah
0: in no way did i have any sense that this is the direction it was gonna go
1: i have a feeling it that was probably done on purpose yeah
0: and i i hate that even more
1: yeah (laughs) and also like again i don't like again i feel like it's not you couldn't do that like you you can do that but i feel like you should put a trigger warning at the beginning of the film.
0: Maybe there is one if you watch it like on a proper streaming service. Like Maybe. we just had a random site that it was on. I don't know.
1: Yeah. But like that, this film 100% needs a trigger warning at the beginning for language, triggering language and visuals. Yes.
0: All around. Okay. Well. Don't
1: watch it. Yeah.
0: Our next movie review will be much happier, I hope.
1: Yeah valentine's day it's actually gonna be really happy yes i mean we could just tell you it's julie and julia yeah it's gonna be great so
0: but it won't be vegan cooking but it will be cooking
1: no. but it'll be fun yeah it'll be happiness and joy
0: and honestly probably most things will be better than what we just had to watch yeah so um that's all you're welcome for watching this so you don't have to <laughs> please tell everyone that you meet not to watch this and <laughs> hi, I'm
1: Catherine. Do not watch Carnage. What?
0: <laughs> Anyways, if you want to watch something fun, go check out our YouTube videos at Two Mark Girls. Yeah, make some of recipes. We're doing
1: some fun content over there.
0: Yeah, much better representation of veganism.
1: Devin just moved into a new kitchen.
0: It's not really new though.
1: Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> a new familiar kitchen.
0: <laughs> and we're gonna have a new kitchen to show off soon too.
1: yeah Uh, so many kitchens
0: wow good times
1: (laughs) that's the vegan content i want (laughs) kitchens
0: (laughs) all right and you can find us on all the socials as usual we are Two market girls find us there Send, send us a message if you have watched this movie
1: yeah actually that is true if you if you have seen this film i do want to know if you liked it or not
0: yeah are you okay I'm not. Did you look up any reviews for this film? No, I closed my laptop I and I went away and cried.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I am curious to know if there are people who are like, yeah, 10 out of 10, great movie.
0: No, I felt like I had to cleanse my soul after that.
1: <laughs> you went and watched Ghostbusters.
0: Close. I watched only Murders in the Building.
1: <laughs> okay. Not too bad. So you did go and watch something yeah, else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, I feel like I'm going to go watch the newsroom. Oh,
0: good call.